Welcome to the Mental Dietitian Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Potter, just a guy who's trying to live a great life and learn the best way to live it. This show is for the everyday human being that feels exactly how I feel, and every week I'll be bringing you weekly episodes on how to get better mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially, so you can have a great mental diet. Happy Wednesday, or whatever day it is that you are listening to this episode. This is episode 57 of the Mental Dietitian Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Potter. Welcome to all the established listeners, the OGs, and welcome to the new listeners. Today's episode is going to be about body dysmorphia, and especially my story around this. And yeah, just I just wanted to talk about a few things here. Um, I put a post on Instagram last night, and it got a lot of attention. It got a lot of um, comments. It got a lot of likes, for probably for the most I've ever had in quite a long time. And what it was about is it was about uh, steroid use. And in my early 20s, late teens, early 20s, probably from 19 to 21, I think I did um, one, two, three, one cycle, Did then I did another cycle, and then I think I did one more, maybe I think two and a half steroid cycles. And... Yeah, it was it's a very interesting time of my life for sure. And there was a lot going on at that time emotionally for me. My mom was diagnosed with cancer back then. I was um my girlfriend at the time, Evie, had just broken up with me. And there was a lot of stuff going on emotionally back then. And Looking back on it, there was a deep sense of that I wasn't enough how I was, and the world kind of showed it to me, especially when the the very first person you ever loved breaks up with you. And that really did affect me at that time. And I had this belief that if I looked better, that it wouldn't have happened, which is a very, very dangerous belief for any young person or any person in general, is that, oh, if I was just better looking, if I just had more muscles as a man, or if as a woman, if I was just thinner and maybe I lost a little bit of fat around these love handles, then then I would be desirable and then I'd be enough. So at 19 or 20, I think I, I started doing steroids for the first time. I trained naturally for a very long time. I actually looked very good natural. I was very dedicated to it. At the time, I used the excuse of like, oh, I wish I had bigger legs. I've never had giant legs. I've always had very lean legs, but I've never had big legs. So I was like, well, I'm going to do steroids to grow my legs. And I remember doing steroids for the first time. I think I was about 19 or 20, which if you're listening to this, terrible idea. I don't have anything against steroids necessarily. What I do have something against is the reason why most people do them. The reason why most people do them that I've seen is that there's some kind of sense that they're not enough exactly how they are or that they want to shortcut it, which is each to their own. You can do whatever you want. But at my at that point in my life is I did test enanthate, which was it's just the kind of entry level kind of steroid at the time. It's just increasing my testosterone in from an external point, an external substance. and. I remember I put on about 
25 to 30 pounds of lean muscle in about 12 weeks. And everything changed for me at that point. It was like I was given a superpower. I remember walking around, people looking at me. I looked really, really good. Looking back on it now, I looked really, really good. I can see it now. I'm like, man, I looked amazing. It's like, you looked incredible. You could have been a fitness model if you wanted to. But that didn't change the feeling on the inside. In fact, what it did is actually made it worse for me in a way. What I mean by that is I still, the 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 remnants of being bullied, the remnants of being skinny and growing up a very skinny kid and never being interested in fighting and being very sensitive and being more in touch with my emotions than other men. It's always something that I was actually insecure about. I felt like I was a pussy, quote, end quote. I felt like that if you showed emotions that it made you weak and the only emotion that you were okay to express was anger. And I've, I've told, talked about this on the podcast before, but all this came to a head when I was like walking around at like 200, 210 pounds, like lean. I looked amazing. I looked very, very good. But there was this feeling inside me that of best way to describe it is like a little kid trapped in a big muscly body. And what that did is it made me, um, feel more insecure at the time. I, I, I felt a lot of anxiety at the time. Um, and what, how I, how I navigated this in the world is I'd project confidence on the outside. And I was Facebook famous at the time. I had thousands of people following my Facebook at the time. I remember that. And everything I would post would get lots of likes and I was very controversial. I would say things that were really savage and people would laugh and, but I would hurt people. I remember I, I would call people out and just, just not a healthy, just not really me. And this body dysmorphia thing affects so many people. In fact, that's my story. That's kind of what I did. And I ended up going to Thailand and I did a bunch of steroids there and I just, Got a bunch of bunch of steroids. Um, had a fun time there, I guess. And then I came back, and then I decided that I wanted to get off them. Um, there was this moment when I was at the gym once where I felt like I was going to pass out. I think I had very high blood pressure, and I, felt, I got really scared. Like I was, I was walking along the gym, and I was, I felt like I was going to pass out at any moment. And I decided at that point, I was like, I don't want to do steroids anymore. I'm done. And I haven't touched them since, and I'm 31. It's been sorry, I'm 31 this year. It's been around 10 years since I've touched steroids. In the two three years after I came off steroids, I developed gynecomastia, which is like a it's like breast tissue under the nipple because I didn't come off steroids correctly. That caused a lot of insecurity in me. I I it was very bad, and I would wear double shirts to work. I was a I was a trainer at the time at Good Life in Canada. And I would wear like double shirts to work so you couldn't see it through my shirt. I eventually ended up getting surgery, cost about $5,000, which my mom paid for at the time. And that's kind of my story. That's that's my story. Um, it's funny because I still have, even now at 30 years old, there's little lumps underneath um, my nipple still. It's kind of like they've come back a little bit. So sometimes... 
I still look in the mirror and I see that and there's those feelings that come back in a way and it's very interesting. And yeah, that's me. That's me being vulnerable. That's my journey with steroids. It's also caused me to lose my hair, the the hair on my head or the the hairline that you see here if you're watching me on a video is actually a tattoo. So it's called scalp micropigmentation. It's basically you put a bunch of dots on the head to make it look like you've got a hairline. So I got that at about 23, 24, because this is a 23, 24-year-old that should be at the peak of their testosterone, but I'm low testosterone. I've got boobs as a man. I'm balding. I've got no hair. I'm not feeling as confident as I was three, four years earlier. Now, there's a general rule in life that I follow that you don't get anything for free. There's a cause and there's an effect. You can't you can't cheat the universe. You can't get this amazing amounts of muscle in such a short period of time without some kind of reaction in the other direction. There's nothing for free in life. I've I've been that's been proven to me too many times. I remember when I would do MDMA going out clubbing, things like that, and you'd have all this beautiful, like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Well, basically what you're doing is you're borrowing happiness from your future for the next week and using it all at once in one night. It's another perfect example of you can't have anything for free. You can't have that much happiness all at once without some kind of side effect. But that's kind of what I wanted to start out the podcast saying of my story, how I, what my story is with steroids, things like that. And then moving on to the fitness industry and, and talking about people who do a lot of steroids. I'm going to tell you right now, when I was doing steroids, it really opened my mind up that everybody was doing steroids. Now that could just be a bias because of me projecting out into the world, what I'm doing, but even now. At 30 years old, I go to the gym, I hear people talk about it. I see people on social media talk about it more openly than any point ever. And it's really coming out that most people, especially that you look up to, are on steroids. People like Arnold Schwarzenegger, they were on steroids. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is 100% doing some kind of performance-enhancing steroid or growth hormone or something like that. Every single bodybuilder that these young men look up to, they're all cranking massive amounts of juice. A lot of women are doing steroids as well. Most of these fitness influences that we see, that we follow online, that you look up to, that promote these healthy diets are not healthy. They're not. They might look muscly. They might be lean. They might have veins and striations all through their muscles, but they're not healthy human beings. Health is a holistic term in my opinion. It means you are healthy everywhere. It means that you are healthy emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially, relationally. And that's what this podcast is about. That's why I started it. I wanted to talk about this kind of stuff. So I see a lot of young men because I do jujitsu, right? I do a jujitsu with a lot of young guys, 18 to 23 years old, and they talk about themselves or their friends doing steroids and it just reminds me of me at that age and i see so many young guys be like oh i'm thinking about hopping on the on the juice i'm like what's the reason why and every single time 
they don't maybe not don't realize it. It's some version of I'm not good enough exactly how I am, or I'm not willing to put in the work, or I there's some kind of lack. It's not coming from an abundant place from them psychologically. It's coming from some scarcity version of them psychologically. Now, if somebody wants to be a bodybuilder and they want to go compete in that sport, I understand because everybody is doing steroids in that sport. Professional no-gi jiu-jitsu, everybody's doing steroids because it's not banned. So most jiu-jitsu athletes that are at the top level are doing steroids, most of them, probably 80 to 90% of them because they can. It's not hasn't been banned. Now, is that healthy? No. But do I understand it? If you're in a sport or some kind of thing like bodybuilding or professional jiu-jitsu, no-gi jiu-jitsu, where there's no testing and you can do that, I get it. I'm not going to say that if I wasn't in that kind of arena that I wouldn't do the same thing because I 100% would if that's the path I chose to go down. But if you're just an average gym goer who is going to the gym to be healthy, Coming from somebody who did a lot of steroids, all my friends did steroids back in Australia. All of us were cranking lots of steroids. I know so many people here in Canada that have done steroids. So many young men. In fact, most young men that I know that start going to the gym, that go to the gym for two to four to five years, either have done or have really seriously thought about doing steroids. And this causes all kinds of issues. It causes it causes lots of anxiety. It causes body dysmorphia. It causes you to think you're skinny when you're actually really, really big. And I see it everywhere. I see it. It's, it's all prevalent through the fitness industry. And what makes me sad is that there's so many of these fitness influencers that will just blatantly deny that they're on steroids for the naive people that follow them and buy their programs and buy their supplements and think that if you like look at liver King, for example, that man is a very traumatized human being. I've listened to a lot of podcasts that he's done with people. He's got a lot of trauma from his childhood that has played out in a way where he had to do steroids, like just, just massive amounts of steroids and started denying it, saying that he would do blood work and say that he'd go on Joe Rogan and talk about how he wasn't on steroids. And then the the house of cards came crashing down because it was proven that he did do steroids due to some email threads and things like that. Now he had people buying a lot of his supplements thinking that they would look like him. And any person that's got half a brain, no offense if somebody you thought was, if you think that this guy was natural, but you haven't probably done steroids, been around it or seen it and seen the telltale signs of it. If you're a 45, 50-year-old man and you're extremely vascular and extremely lean, that's not normal at that age. Now, is there outliers? Yes. I've met a few of them that swear they're not on steroids and I've seen them in person. It looks like that they are, whether or not they're lying, whether or not they're in denial, whether or not they don't feel safe to be themselves, or maybe they're just amazing physical specimens. Who knows? 
The issue is that I see is that so many young men and even young women think that they need to go down that path and not really researching the negative side effects of it. There's not just positive side effects to anything. There's cause and effect to everything in life. And yeah, I, I was talking to this this older gentleman last night at jujitsu, and we were talking about this very subject, talking about steroids. And I'm like, man, there's some days where I'm like, I I miss that feeling, that that feeling of like you wouldn't get sore. It was definitely a performance enhancing drug. You wouldn't get sore. You could do things at the gym that would expand the possibility of what you thought you could do in a very short period of time. Like within weeks, you're doing much heavier things. And he's in his 50s. He's actually 50 years old. And he was like, yeah, I did a bunch of steroids when I was younger. And I I, I, I wish I, part of me wishes I could do them again. And the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that there's a lot of men that try to hold on to their early 20s or even their 30s energetically. And they don't enjoy the process of becoming older. They don't enjoy being, hey, I'm 30 now. I'm going to embrace being 30. Hey, I'm 40 now. I'm a middle-aged kind of in my prime kind of man at 40 years old. Hey, I'm 50 now. I'm I'm an elder in the society. I have some wisdom to share. Hey, I'm 60 now. I even have more wisdom to share. I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm closer to the end of my life than I am to the beginning of my life. Hey, I'm 70 now. I'm now a true elder. And now I can really influence as best I possibly can the next generation. Hey, I'm 80. I'm 90. And I talk to a lot of older guys that want to do it, like in their 40s, 50s, 60s, that want to do it. Um, there's things like TRT, testosterone replacement therapy, which is absolutely fantastic if you need it. But a lot of people don't need it. And when I was talking to this guy, I said, I was like, is it possible that you're energetically stuck in your 20s. And a lot of people think that, oh, that was the good old days. When people say things like that, oh, back in those days, they were the best days of my life. This might sound blunt, and it is. This is blunt, what I'm about to say. If the best days of your life are in the past, you're already dead energetically. It's like that saying, it's like, most people die at 25 and are buried at 70. There's a reason why that saying exists. If you're not constantly striving to learn new things and trying to understand the nature of reality and nature of life and the nature of yourself and, and the best days aren't right now or in the future or just in this moment right now, then you're energetically stuck in the past. And if you're a man that did steroids in your earlier 20s and you looked really good and you always think about that and they were the good old days, you're energetically stuck in the past. So if you're energetically stuck in the past, then you can never enjoy the now. You'll constantly have that feeling like I did for many years. I had that feeling for many, many years. I remember thinking that my early 20s were amazing. But now I'm 30 and I'm living in the best days of my life because I have all these things I've been through. I've been through hard things. I'm going through hard things right now. And there's going to be hard things in the future. But it makes me stronger. It makes me understand life more. 
And it allows me to talk about things like this from a place of, hey, me too. I've been there too. I know how you feel. I've I've felt that too, especially these young men. I have a real soft spot for young men between 18 and 22 because it's a very hard period of my life. And I was partying a lot. I was doing a lot of steroids and blah, 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 blah. And I see other young men who are in that place. And if they ask for it, if they talk to me about it, it is an honor and it is a privilege to be able to share my experience with things like that. And that's what I'm sharing today. Now, this episode might have resonated with you, might not have resonated with you, but this is my podcast and I get to talk about what I want to talk about. And I appreciate you listening to it though. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Mental Dietitian Podcast. If you found any value at all, please share this with a family member or a friend or just a guy or a gal walking down the street, just anybody at all, if you feel like it could help them and benefit them from the conversations that we're having. It would mean the world to me if you could also leave a review. It helps grow the show. It helps the algorithms. And I also do love connecting with my listeners, so please reach out to me on social media. The best way to get a hold of me is through Instagram. My Instagram handle is Aaron Lynch Potter, and that's spelled A-H-R-E-N-L-Y-N-C-H-P-O-T-T-E-R. Thank you so much once again.